No matter what happens in the world, God is still in control, a very present help in times of trouble. Let Dr. David Jeremiah help you start each day renewed and refreshed with his new yearly devotional called Strength for Today. This beautiful leather soft book features short readings reminding you to hold tight to God's faithfulness and find wisdom from God's Word. Receive Strength for Today in appreciation for your gift this month. Learn more at davidjeremiah.ca. Meteorologists can often predict when storms will arise on Earth, but you can't always know when the storms of life will appear. Even so, there's hope. Today on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah examines four promises of reassurance God makes when you find yourself in a time of trouble. From what are you afraid of, here's David to conclude his message, Danger, the Fear of Sudden Trouble. Well, a lot of you have had sudden trouble in these recent days. You've had financial collapse. You've had physical issues. You've had school closings. And I'm telling you what, there's just a laundry list, a litany of things that have happened that have just come upon us. I mean, a month before that, we wouldn't have dreamed we'd be dealing with them. All of a sudden, they're here. They're sudden danger, sudden problems. And the Bible has much to say to us for times like that. These storm narratives are so helpful when we're going through our own storms. So thank you for listening, and I pray that what we're teaching from the Word of God is touching you where you are, strengthening you and helping you. And there's a way you can help us continue to do what we're doing. All you have to do is uh, send a gift to us uh, during the month of March. Uh, Make your gift as generous as you can make it, but whatever the size of your gift, uh, when you send it, we want to say thank you uh, with a book called Hope, Living Fearlessly in a Scary World. It's a book for today, a book for this time, and it will be a blessing to you. It captures the truth of our current radio series in print, and we'd love to make it available to you for your gift of any size during the month of March. Please ask for the book. We'll send it to you. It's our way of saying thank you for your investment in what God is doing through Turning Point around the world. Well, let's get started now with fear, the fear of sudden trouble, and it's all about danger. Disciples, you see, really still didn't know who Jesus was. They did not understand that Jesus was the Son of God, and most of them didn't figure it out until after the resurrection. So that night on the Sea of Galilee, the exhausted Jesus slept on a cushion in the rear of the boat with the waves crashing all about him and his disciples in despair for their lives. There's an untold miracle here. I'm not sure anybody ever notices it, but I noticed it, and that is Jesus was sleeping during the storm. And the Bible tells us that this presence in the storm called forth peace in the storm. The peace in the storms of our lives is in verse 39. And Jesus arose, and he rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Mark tells us that Jesus spoke to the wind in the same way that he had spoken to the demon-possessed people. He rebuked the wind. If you go back and read the book of Mark, you'll discover that Jesus rebuked demons. It's the same word. Jesus spoke to the wind and he said, wind, stop it. And immediately the wind ceased. Miracle number one. 
And immediately the waves were calm, an even greater miracle. Those of us who live on the coast know that when the wind stops, the waves don't immediately stop. They keep going for a while. But on this day, the wind stopped and the waves stopped and it got the disciples' attention. And we're reminded as we study this that our loving Heavenly Father is kind and patient with us when the storms of life overwhelm us. He's gracious to show us his power even when we're beginning to wonder if he's asleep or absent, even when our cries to him for help are permeated with doubt. But we can face whatever circumstance awaits us with courage if we just reflect on the faithfulness of God. Let me tell you something. If you're a Christian, Jesus is in your boat. (laughs) He's in the midst of your trouble. He's with you. He hasn't gone to sleep. He's not on vacation. He's there with you. Count on it. Believe it. Trust it. Exercise your faith around it. If you put your faith in the one who is with you, you won't be afraid of that which is around you. He's in your boat. He has promised never to leave you nor forsake you. In the midst of your trouble, my friends, whatever it is, and I have no idea what you're experiencing right now, you have one thing you can count on that's undeniable. The Savior of your soul, the creator of the universe, he's in your boat with you, and he's promised to help you. Now, let's talk for just a moment about the purpose of these storms that we face and the purpose of that storm. I've always been intrigued by this because I've heard people say that Jesus set this whole thing up, that he was in control, so he set it all up, and that he really probably wasn't sleeping, he was peeking. You know, I've actually heard people say that, you know. He's watching his disciples, watching them go through this thing. And of course, I know that isn't true because that involves him in manipulation and Jesus is not a manipulator. (laughs) No, he allowed this storm in their lives. He didn't put them into the storm. He didn't try to hurt them. And you know what? Somebody said, well, did he create the storm? How many of you know that Jesus doesn't have to create any special storms because storms are just a part of life? He just waits for the storm to come to show us how we can deal with it. So I don't think he created that storm specifically for his disciples. It was going to storm that day no matter what. He was just with them when it happened. And in the midst of the storm, he showed himself to be so strong. I see no reason to believe that Jesus went to sleep for any other purpose than the fact that he was tired. He'd had an extremely exhausting day. But when the storm came, he took advantage of that situation to use it as a teachable moment. And that's what you see Jesus doing all the time. He walked through life, and when he saw things, he used them as teachable moments. Here was a storm, and Jesus said, well, this is a great opportunity to teach my disciples to trust in me. Now, you say, do I need a little background? Yes, you do. These same men had been with Jesus while he had healed somebody while he had brought someone back from the dead while he had taken demons out of people while he had preached they had seen his power on display but they obviously were still more controlled by their fear than they were by their faith and jesus wanted to help them understand you know one of the beautiful things about growing older in christ is the ability to look back over your shoulder and realize that i've been here before And he was with me then. Why should I not expect him to be with me today? The disciples hadn't come to that place yet. And they were still struggling like crazy with their fear. 
You see, men and women, if we have the right perspective on the storms in our lives, we will always come out of them better and not bitter. We don't have storms that are meant to hurt us if we're believers. The storms in our lives are meant to help us. David certainly understood this. He wrote in Psalm 119, in two places, just a few verses apart from each other, these words. Psalm 119, verse 67, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. Verse 71, It was good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. David said, The difficulties I've been through have been used by God to make me better, and I refuse to get bitter. I'm going to get better. <laughs> so Jesus allowed the winds to rage in order that his disciples might learn to trust him. And through the storms of life, our Lord teaches us many precious lessons. He reminds us of our human emptiness and our total dependence on him. He teaches us to fear God with astonished reverence and not to fear the storms and not to think that we're big enough and strong enough ourselves to face whatever life might bring. Guys, that's what we're taught from the earliest days. This is a man thing here. I can do it. I don't need any help. I'm strong. If I can believe it, I can achieve it. All that mental powerful, motivational stuff that sounds good when you hear it and gives you a vicarious blessing when you hear it, then you get in the middle of it and you find out it isn't so. How we need that. We're weak people who are dependent upon God, and sometimes the storms remind us that we can control a lot of things, but there are a lot of things we can't control. And in those moments, we find ourselves linked to God in a way we could never have before been linked to him. We come out of the storms with a greater sense of how dependent we are upon the Almighty. So we've talked about the probability that storms in our lives and the paradox of it and the presence who is the Lord and the peace and the purpose. And the product is, interestingly enough, the disciples came out of the storm in some sense with a different kind of fear that was greater than the fear they had in the beginning. For it says in verse 40, Jesus said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly. I mean, at least in the beginning they feared. Now they fear exceedingly. You say, well, what kind of help is that? And they said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Jesus said to his disciples, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And he revealed a key concept about fear that we must not forget. And that is that the opposite of faith is not unbelief. The opposite of faith is fear. Belief breeds confidence. Unbelief breeds fear. Essentially, Jesus was saying, why are you afraid? Don't you know I'm in this boat with you and I am God? And that was the problem. They didn't know he was God. They hadn't come to that realization yet. And the difference for us men and women is we know he's God. We believe in his power, but sometimes we don't accept his presence, do we? We know he's God. But we don't believe he's really interested in us or that he's in our lives. We don't believe in his presence. The disciples had the problem that they knew his presence was there, but they didn't believe in his power. 
We are just the opposite. We believe in his power, but we don't think he's involved with us. I want to tell you something. He's involved with you. The Bible tells us that he knows everything there is to know about you, and especially when you're in a storm in your life. Count on it. He's in your boat, and he's there. He's willing to wrap his arms around you and help you and strengthen you. He won't always make the storm go away immediately, but he will add to you the strength that you need so that you can get through it, not somehow, but with your hands up high. That's what he promises. So maybe there's a specific fear that's claiming your attention today, whatever it is. It will only be amplified by failure to trust in God. He is not sleeping. He is here. He knows every thought in your mind, every feeling in your heart. And while I stare with fear at the dark skies, he focuses on the person he is forming me to be. He sees beyond the storm to what he's going to make out of me in the storm. He knows that a storm is the very thing that I need at this time in my life to make me the person that he longs for me to be. The purpose of the storms. I'd like to just sort of review this for a moment as we close our Bibles today with four principles that come from this story that are enduring lasting principles and I hope will be a blessing to all of us as we think about fear going forward in our lives the promises for the storms in our lives here's the first one God's Word assures us of a safe landing notice two verses I love to put these two verses together you have your Bible still open to mark chapter 4 here are the two verses the first one is verse 35 of the fourth chapter. Mark 4, verse 35. On the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Got that one? Take your finger and just go all the way down the page to the first verse in chapter 5. Then they came to the other side. Jesus said, let us go to the other side. Mark tells us they got to the other side. The interesting thing about this story is that there are two kinds of destinations that deserve our attention. Temporary destinations and ultimate destinations. God assures us that we will arrive at our ultimate destination. Life with him in his eternal kingdom. That is not up for discussion. That promise alone should help us with all the kinds of fears that we face. This is not forever. This is something that's going on now. This too shall pass. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death, not into it. If God says that those in Christ will be saved, they will be saved. In other words, what this is teaching us is that while the journey might be difficult, the ultimate destination is not in doubt. And what a blessing that is when you're going through a tough time. Lord, I don't know what this is all about, but I know you've got me in your hands. And ultimately, I'm going to be with you in heaven. I wish this journey weren't so rough right now, but I'm sure grateful that I'm not in doubt of where I'm going to end up. You know, you can get a little illustration of that in your own lives now that we have all these GPS systems in our culture. I saw the story about how many people have gotten lost following their GPS. And one terrible story was one group got out into the middle of the desert 
and were in terrible danger, almost lost their lives because the lady in their little phone told them to go this way, and they followed her. And so their destination was never, ever for sure. And every time I do that now, we have it in our phone, and we have it in our car, and I tell this lady where I want to go. I just pray she's having a good day. That's all I can tell you. Because you ask my wife, she'll tell you, that lady has led us to some very strange places. Not long ago, we were coming back from a trip, and we were going to the airport, and it was a little airport, and this lady didn't know that the back entrances to the airport were closed for construction. So she kept taking us to the back, and we would check in with her again, and she'd take us all around, and we'd be right back at the back entrance again. It was terrible. Oh, I'm telling you, friends, my Lord Jesus has a GPS that never fails. And he knows where we're going, doesn't he? He knows that we're going to end up there. We might have a detour a show along the way. That's what this teaches us, that the destination is never in doubt. Never. The journey might be rough, but the confidence that we have is that one day we're going to spend eternity with the Lord. Hallelujah. But, of course, God's Word also alerts us to expect stormy seas. The New Testament is salted with warnings about storms. And that's what's so surprising when Christians go through tough times and they act like, well, why is this happening to me? Probably somebody told them or they heard some preacher say, if you're a Christian, all your problems go away. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> when I got saved, I inherited a few I'd never had before. How about the rest of you? got some people that used to like you don't like you anymore now you're a christian the bible doesn't tell you that when you get saved all your problems go away the bible tells you very forthrightly that life is filled with storms here are two verses to put in your notes james 1 2 my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials not if you fall into them but when you fall into them And Peter says, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing is happening to you. In other words, men and women, the destination is sure, but so are the storms along the way. One of the things that's lacking in our pulpit ministries these days is the failure and refusal to prepare people for adversity. Adversity is a part of life. We don't get a different route through life because we're Christians. We are on the same road with the same adversity that everybody else has. The difference is he's in our boat. He's in our car. He's with us and promises to carry us through. And the ultimate promise is that one day we will be with him forever. Here's the third thing that I've learned, that God's word announces that the Savior is on board The disciples were too inexperienced with Jesus to have a faith devoid of fear. And maybe you're the same way. You're a Christian, but you draw no assurance from Jesus when the clouds roll in. When the sky darkens, you may wonder whether you should step into the boat with Jesus or stay ashore in hopes of avoiding the storm. Let me say this to you as clearly as I can. As a follower of Christ, I'd rather be with Jesus in the boat in the midst of a storm than on the shore without him. I'd often thought how strange it is, this little detail that Mark throws into the story that I haven't figured out yet why it's there, except I had this one thought. 
The Bible tells us that when this boat went across to the other side, there were other boats that went with him. There was a flotilla of boats that went with him. And my only thought was, when the storm came, I would have been glad I was in Jesus' boat and instead of one of those other little boats where Jesus wasn't. We're never told what happened to them. No, Jesus is not sleeping. He's not disinterested in your situation. He is with you. He's on board. Say that with me. Jesus is on board. Jesus is on board. He's on board in your life. Hebrews 13, 5 says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Matthew 28, 20 says, Lo, I am with you always. Those are promises. And as far as I know, Jesus has never yet broken a promise that he makes. What's uncertain is your grasp of that fact, your ability to trust, your ability to comprehend it, but the fact itself is not up for question. It's the only storm-proof foundation in existence Jesus is on board, and he cares deeply about what's going on. And the Bible tells us that God's word will drive that fear out of your life. Let me just go to two verses. I hope you will never forget these two verses and that you will make the right choice between them. Here are two men from the Old Testament, David and Isaiah, both talking about fear. But if I could be so bold and reverent in saying it, I like Isaiah better than David. And here's why. David says it this way, whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. Psalm 56, 3. Isaiah says, I will trust and not be afraid. I like that one better, don't you? I'd rather trust God going into a storm and know ahead of time that he's going to care for me and I'm going to be okay than to have to figure that out while I'm in the midst of the storm. I'd rather build my trust and my faith in God so that when the storm comes, I know that the Lord Jesus and I are we're up to anything that life ever throws at us. <laughs> but if I don't have that, I might have to go through the storm and learn it in the midst of the storm. So you can either be David or Isaiah in this whole deal. You can either trust God in the midst of the storm and learn it in the process, or you can learn to trust him ahead of the storm and know that he is sufficient for every need that you have. I know we're all creatures that deal with fear. Here's what I know that I can tell you that I hope you'll never forget. The more you build your faith, the less you will be terrified by fear. Life is basically a choice. We either live by fear or we live by faith. Faith comes by the hearing of the word. And the hearing of the word and the teaching of the word and the understanding of the word of God will little by little build you strong faith so that when things come that you're not expecting, sudden storms, sudden things that you never dreamed could happen, maybe a convergence of things like we talked about today, if you stay strong in faith, if you build your faith in Christ, if you spend time knowing him, you will not ever feel alone in the storm, and you will negotiate the storm by the grace of God, as I said before, with your hands up high. You don't have to be afraid. You know, one of the things that you learn um, during storms is what I like to call sequencing. And that means you just do the next thing. You may not have the strength or the power or even the vision to do anything beyond that, but you always will know what the next thing is that you need to do. God will help you and strengthen you, and he will see you through. He will give you the strength you need for today and for the next moment. And in the storms... You learn how to live your life like that, which I rather think we're supposed to live like that anyway, 
trusting God for the next thing, uh, trusting God for the next move, uh, walking in fellowship with him in such a way that we don't get too far ahead of ourselves. You know, we, we get way over our skis sometimes, and then we have to go back and fix what we did when we got ahead of God. God will take us at his pace through the storms as he does every day, no matter what we're facing or where we are. We're going to um, talk about another kind of storm tomorrow, one that nobody wants to talk about, especially if experienced it. It's called depression, the fear of mental breakdown. And we'll have that tomorrow and Monday here on Turning Point. If you're going through some depression because of COVID-19, being shut up, uh, not knowing what to do, perhaps financial issues, these are important words. I hope you'll let us teach you what we've learned from the Scripture about that, often applying it to our own lives first and then sharing it with you. I hope you'll join us tomorrow for the next edition of Turning Point. If you have not already done so, be sure and ask for your copy of the book, Hope Living Fearlessly in a Scary World. It's our resource for the month of March, and it's yours for the asking when you send a gift to Turning Point of any size. Whenever you send a gift, just simply say, send me the book on hope, and we will be delighted to do that. Be sure to have a good day, and don't forget to join us tomorrow right here on this good station. Today's message originated from Shadow Mountain Community Church and senior pastor, Dr. David Jeremiah. We'd love to know how Turning Point is touching your life. So please write us at Turning Point for God of Canada, P.O. Box 18098, Delta BC, V4L2M4. Visit our website at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio or call 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of David's encouraging new book, Hope living fearlessly in a scary world. Stop letting fear hold you back. The book is yours for a gift of any amount. You can also download the free Turning Point mobile app for your favorite smart devices or search in your app store for the keywords Turning Point Ministries for instant access to our programs and resources. Visit davidjeremiah.ca slash radio for details. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue the series, What Are You Afraid Of? Here on Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. Thank you for your prayers and support of Turning Point. We invite you to make an even bigger impact by becoming one of our Bible Strong Partners. A special group whose support of the ministry is crucial in helping Dr. David Jeremiah deliver the unchanging Word of God to an ever-changing world. Turning Point is committed to presenting sound biblical teaching all across Canada. And when you stand with us in partnership, we also commit to you to provide you with empowering resources to keep you Bible strong. When you set up your online account at davidjeremiah.ca slash Bible strong, you will have instant access to Dr. Jeremiah's topical living library audio messages and his companion booklets, exclusive club resources, and our quarterly Influencing Your World newsletter. You can also purchase additional study guides at a 50% discount for personal or small group studies with our convenient one-click checkout. Plus, join our exclusive Facebook page. You will have special access to new audio podcasts and additional content from Dr. Jeremiah. Join with other Bible Strong partners today by committing to give $25 or more each month. Your prayers and donations are the backbone of Turning Point. 
keeping us Bible strong. For more information or to join, visit our website today at davidjeremiah.ca slash Biblestrong. Take the young ones in your life on an unforgettable journey that will get them excited about the Word of God with the Airship Genesis Kids Study Bible. Then continue the adventure with monthly audio adventures on airshipgenesis.com. Plus, download the Airship Genesis mobile game where kids will travel back in time to the life of Jesus. Blast off with the young one in your life at airshipgenesis.com.